Welcome to the Why Not Podcast with me, Chrissy Hawkins. In a world where everybody asks you why, I'm here to ask why not. So sit back and relax or walk and listen and join me on this journey as we try to answer this never-ending question. What makes people say why not? Hello guys, we have our first guest of the year on the podcast. He's coming all the way from the States. So this is Matt Odie and he is a stage tree cancer survivor and also he's a transformational coach now. So this is a really interesting episode. We talk a lot about mindset and how your mindset is stopping you from reaching your goals. And I think the best thing is let you guys listen to the episode and see what Matt has to say because it's a really, really great episode. So I hope you enjoy it. Hi guys, welcome back to Why Not. So I have a guest on the podcast today. I have got Matt Odie all the way from Cleveland in America. So he is actually a stage three testicular cancer survivor and a transformational coach. So first off, welcome to podcast, Matt. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Excited to share a little of my story, a lot of lessons learned along the way and just help your community today. So thank you. Brilliant. Um, Thank you for coming on as well. So First off, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, quick story. Uh, I am a stage three C testicular cancer survivor. Um, I'm 31 years old now, but at the age of 24, um, I was a personal trainer. I was the healthiest version of myself possible. And basically my life just flipped completely 180. Um, you know, I went from this really healthy individual to being diagnosed with cancer, having to learn to fight my, you know, for my life. Um, you know, I had a lot of very, very tough and challenging complications along the way. Um, for anyone who knows cancer, um, you know, you, you're most likely either go on radiation or you go on chemotherapy. So I ended up going on five rounds of intense chemotherapy to start off. Um, and what had happened was um, doctors discovered an 11 centimeter tumor in my small intestine. And that's how they actually figured out that I had testicular cancer. And for most males, you usually find it in the testicle, but unfortunately my symptom was completely different and um, my cancer had spread all across my body. So put me on very intense rounds of chemotherapy. After that, um, they end up doing a 12 hour surgery to remove my tumor, the rest of the cancer in my body, and um, also what's called my inferior vena cava. And what the problem was, was my tumor was wrapped around it. And your inferior vena cava is basically a central vein that goes from the bottom of your upper body all the way to your heart. And, um, you know, that caused many, many complications. I actually ended up having um, complete uh, kidney and liver failure. My body shut down about a week after um, because my body had so much swelling from the surgery. And um, I ended up going into a two-week non-induced coma. I was in the ICU for over 40-plus days. Um, I was in the hospital for over 53-plus days. I had five major surgeries on my stomach. And, um, you know, I had to completely relearn to walk and rebuild my entire life again. And in that process, there was so many other complications from going into cardiac arrest to um, you know, going back into another weak coma, um, you know, and just so many, so many difficult moments in my life. But, um, you know, after I finally persevered and, you know, very, uh, a lot of faith, a lot of support, a lot of, you know, amazing medical staff, um, I was able to use my health and fitness background to really help rebuild my life again. And I think that's a really cool story that I'd love to share today of just like how I was able to rebuild myself. And, you know, you know, anybody who's on their own health and fitness journey of, you know, wherever you're at, I want you to know that you can overcome whatever situation you're going through. It's going to be hard. It's going to be, you know, painful 
patience involved, but I promise you, if you just focus on winning the day and really getting uh, one foot in front of the other, you'll be amazed at where you can go in your life. So that's just a really quick story of, you know, everything I went through. And obviously, if you want to dive deeper into some of that stuff, too, I'm happy to do so. But um, yeah, that's just a really quick part of my journey. And today, now, um, five and a half years later, I'm cancer free. Um, I've rebuilt my strength back. You know, I'm able to work out literally six days a week. Um, I do cardio, I do lifting, you name it. And, um, you know, now my whole entire objective is to help individuals who've maybe gone through something challenging in their life and is now ready to rebuild their self through their mind, through their body, through their nutrition. And that's my, you know, I feel like my calling in life. That's amazing. Like it must have been like being 24 and being diagnosed with cancer. Like what was that like? It was oh my goodness. Um, so here's a couple of crazy things. So at the time I had just started, she's uh my wife now, Lauren, which is incredible. There's a whole story behind that too, but we had just started dating too, um, for maybe a couple of months. So talk about like a whirlwind of a relationship together. You know, when I was first diagnosed, I was like, I didn't think she she was going to want to stay with me. There's a lot of burden, you know, we're not like, you know, deep into this relationship or anything. And she was just like, I'm full, you know, full into this, I'm going to be there every step of the way. And that really helped me mentally. Um, and I would say at 24 years old, a lot of, you know, at, anywhere in your 20s, you feel invincible. And you're also a little naive to ever wanting to go get yourself checked out. And I had a symptom for probably close to two to three months that I just wouldn't go to the hospital for. And that was massive, massive back pain. And the, actually, the only reason that I went to the hospital was one night, I ended up puking up blood. I got rushed to the emergency room because I was so dizzy. I was, you know, felt completely dehydrated. They did a blood test on me, found out that I'd lost nearly two thirds of the blood circulating in my body, which is equivalent to basically being shot with a gun. And they, that's when they did, an, uh, they gave me six bags of blood, did um, an emergency surgery to figure out what was causing the bleeding. And that's where they discovered my 11 centimeter tumor. And even then, um, when they had to give me the news, they didn't know what type of cancer it was immediately. So they rushed me to a more, it's called the Cleveland Clinic, which is one of thankfully the top hospitals in the United States. And that's right on my doorstep. I was at a local hospital. So they transferred me over there. And that's where they found out that I had the highest stage of testicular cancer. But I'll tell you right now, like, you have so so many things to look forward to in your life, especially in your young 20s. You know, just for me, just graduating college, I had all these big and amb ambitious goals. I, my, I was at the peak of my health. And then all of a sudden, I felt like it was taken away from me. Mm -hmm. But there's a little saying, and it's everything in life happens for you, not to you. And the whole premise behind it is, we're all going to be dealt really difficult cards in life, you know, in our own way. But it's you can either say, why is this happening to me? Meaning, becoming the victim of the situation, letting it control you, and ultimately, you know, letting it defeat you in life. Or you can say, how is this happening for me? I know it's unfair, but what is the lesson that is entailed behind this struggle that can help push me forward? I know there's going to be tough days. I know it's not going to be perfect, but if I can switch that mindset to what is the lesson involved, you can then put one foot in front of the other and start making actionable progress towards healing yourself. That is it. That's actually brilliant. Um, what you're saying there, the before me, that's a really good like kind of mindset shift from, from the obviously I said to being the victim. Um, so 
this I just find that really interesting. So the tumor was in your small intestine, but it was testicular cancer. Yeah. How does that work? I'm just I'm intrigued by that one. Yeah, it's a great question. So yeah. even I'm a little baffled um, by it too, but what I was told was it the cancer, how they found it was they're trying to figure out where the cancer originated mm-hmm. and it was in the testicle that it originated, but the cancer um, started to grow and form through my stomach, through the small intestine. And then it had spread to my lungs and it spread to all across the body. They ended up doing a brain MRI. Thankfully, that was the one place it did not reach, but it had spread so quickly. And for 90 to 95% of males, like I was saying before, it's usually you get like, you know, swelling or something down there. And for me, it was super weird. I don't know if it was the type of, because there's actually different types of testicular cancer too. There's seminoma there's non-seminoma you don't have to get we don't have to get into that but what I'm trying to say is like it's there's different types and I guess they can have different symptoms involved you know of course me I'm not in the medical field so I couldn't give you the exact reason why but it was um something super unique that is not very often uh like like happens yeah that's I just find that really like interesting obviously it's not great for it to happen but it's uh it's interesting how that can happen and uh like obviously then it's spread which is obviously not so great but mm-hmm. um so what did you do then when in your recovery like how long did it take you to kind of be back to yourself because I imagine yeah it was so a long time I'm gonna tell you right now um after all those complications this from chemo to my huge um ICU hospital stage all those complications I said was about only a matter of eight months which is crazy because I literally went from 185 pound um so we I don't know if you guys use pounds or if you use uh kilograms maybe Uh, I I don't really know what the kilograms would be in there but put it this way I lost um from pounds, 185 pounds to 110 pounds. So in kilograms, um, you can kind of try to do the math off of that, but it's a that's lot. near near enough to like 40 kilos. But like you can even you tell go. like 80 in the difference is a lot, or near 70 yeah. in the difference is a lot. Like 100. Yeah. percent I lost nearly half of my body weight. We'll go with that, yeah. and and that was just in a matter of months. I went from super fit to the skeleton like I couldn't even recognize myself so I had so much body image issues and so many limiting beliefs in my life of like oh my gosh like I'm I'm this like I'm I'm a shell of who I thought I was you know just not too long ago and that was so false because the mental fortitude I was able to overcome was so much greater than anything else that I had done previous to you know going through cancer so for me Um, The recovery process took probably nearly to be fully healthy, in my opinion, after all of that took probably close to two years. And, um, you know, for me, the first thing I'll tell you exactly what I did when I was out of there, um, out of the hospital, I grabbed two lawn chairs, I had a lawn chair on um, my one part of the driveway and a lawn chair on the other part. And what I would do is I'd get all my might up, I'd use my cane, I'd walk over to that lawn chair, I'd sit down for a minute contemplate life a little bit and then I get my butt up and I'd go back to the other side and this is what I do every day I would move that lawn chair just a little bit further and just a little bit further and then one day it was out of the out of the driveway and was starting to go into the sidewalk I was starting to walk into the sidewalk and I started kept going and going and then one day I told my dad I said hey don't even bring the lawn chair I'm going to make it the whole way there and the whole way back. And that right there was like the trigger that right there was the moment where I was like if I can do this then I can accomplish so many other things. And that kind of triggered my mindset 
towards everything else. And then when I started lifting, I started to grab a five pound dumbbell. That's it. I mean, I was, I was lifting way, way heavier. I said, I grabbed a five pound for a kilometer. I mean, that's like two, two and a half. Know, yeah. There about two, two and a half. Yeah. There you go. And I, that's all I was doing. I was just doing like some bicep curls. I was doing a little bit. I couldn't even go over my head. I couldn't do a shoulder press. I was literally just doing bicep curls and maybe, um, a little bit of side raises. That was it. A little bit of lateral raises. And that was really the only two things I could really do at the time, just getting my strength back. And every day I got a little bit better and a little bit better. Then I started to focus on my nutrition. I started to say, okay, what are some calories I should start putting in my body to start gaining the weight back? But I didn't want to go too quickly because they did so many um, surgeries on my stomach. My body couldn't handle just eating steak and eating chicken, all these higher dense, um, you know, foods. So I had to slowly start incorporating, you know, some healthy fruits, healthy vegetables, softer um, proteins into my, into my diet. And for me, having the knowledge was so, so important. And that's why I always tell people the greatest investment you will ever have is into yourself. When you want to make an investment, make it into yourself because you can get like, like me, I put so much work. And it felt like so many things got taken away from me, but the knowledge that I gained can never be taken away from me. And I was able to use that to keep progressing forward. And I always say the three things is, is you start off with your limiting beliefs. So your mindset work through any limiting beliefs. Cause at first I was, I was so distraught. I was so aggravated. I was so, I, I was ready to have that why me mentality, but I had to switch it. Cause I knew if I didn't, I most likely, even though I was out of that hospital, I most likely would be right back in the hospital and could potentially, you know, have a, a fatal incident within weeks if I don't take care of myself. So it's kind of almost like a life or death situation. And um, that was it. So it was my mindset, focusing on my body and focusing on my nutrition and just taking small steps every day. And of course I had, it was a roller coaster, but I will say this. I never let myself give up. You know, I never gave up on myself, even though I had days where I'm just like, I don't even want to get out of bed. I didn't just say, Hey, I'm completely done. I think for a lot of people I see, I've seen in a lot of my clients and, and things like that is one or two tough days can turn into weeks and months. If you don't hold yourself accountable, whether it's you, a family member, a coach or somebody in your life or your faith or whatever that might be to help you continue to push forward. So that was part of the recovery process. Um, and, and within, you know, months, I was starting to gain my strength back. I was starting to walk a little bit further. And, um, you know, it took probably a full year for my my um, stomach to completely heal. So what had happened on my fifth surgery that they did was it was called an open wound surgery. What they ended up having to do is they had to remove all of my abdominals. So here's another body image issue I have is is I, I, they removed all of my abdominals and I had this massive lump on my stomach and all it was was this big mesh over it. And it took a full year for my skin to completely heal over, over the mesh. And um, after that, it took about a whole nother year for me to just regain all of my strength and all of my mind. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much the recovery. Yeah. Um, I like the way you said, like you put in that there were like days where you didn't feel like it. Cause I was going to ask about that. Do you think your background in personal training and knowing that like you, everything isn't linear helped you with that? Yeah, a hundred percent. I, you know, I, I think um, it had everything to do with it because for myself, you know, I've, I was a cross country runner before I was into, you know, lifting and, and weight training. So I re I knew already how to go from skinny guy to more fit, more um, built person. And for me, um, 
it was a lot harder journey, of course, it was going to be a lot more challenging, but I had all the knowledge of what I needed to do. I knew that, you know, if I just stay consistent and slowly progressed in the weight, slowly started to walk a little further, slowly had a calorie surplus, I knew that I would start to gain the strength back. I'd start to get, and this is everything in life. I'll tell you right now is momentum. When you start to gain momentum into your life, you build confidence into yourself. And that confidence starts to lead to instead of I have to wake up and do this to I get to wake up and I get to heal myself. I get to become the best version of myself. And when you see that progress, it's like an addiction. You're like, oh, my gosh, well, what else can I achieve? What else can I go to? So I want to let anyone else know who's watching this. Just know that, you know, the first two, three, four weeks are always the hardest because you have to it's almost like a detox if you're any if you're an addict will fit say for example say someone who's an alcohol it has an alcoholic addiction those first couple of weeks are going to be absolutely brutal because you're detoxing yourself from everything that you were drinking. Well, this is from your mindset. In my opinion, you're detoxing yourself from everything you, you thought you used to be, whether you're overweight, whether you're super skinny, whether you're just, you feel like you need overall fitness, you're detoxing those limiting beliefs. And when you see the actual progress, then all of that courage and all that confidence brings the momentum towards helping you reach your goal. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Do you think people, um, they're too they're impatient too impatient about it they want it to happen too quickly yes oh my gosh you, yeah you basically hit the nail on the head yeah nothing did I, I I will tell you right now, I, I just told you two years it took me to and, and I and trust me I've been working like crazy the nothing you want to hear crazy part is after those two years one year later I started losing all this weight again. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm, I was getting nervous because I thought it might've been cancer. So I got my checkup, I got my cancer checkup and it wasn't cancer. It was actually diabetes. So I oh, found out that I, I, I found out at the time I had type one diabetes and I was losing all this weight. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So literally the past year and a half, I've gained close to 70 pounds back. I was down to about 130 pounds. Um, I'm closer to 195, 200, just because I just love lifting and I love gaining that strength. Um, but my point is, is you have to be patient. It takes time. And, you know, this is my best subject or my best example is, is you should set a big goal. You should set a massive goal for yourself. You know, you want to lose 50 pounds. You want to lose 100 pounds. Go for it. But make sure you set that in a year or two from now, you can even set it for, you know, um, two years from now, but you need to have small goals in order to get there too. So I say set your massive goal, whatever that timeline is, make sure it's, it's reasonable, and then have many goals along the way to help hold you accountable. Nothing, in my opinion, nothing worthwhile just happens overnight. Trust me, if there was some magic pill that was going to make you, you know, lose weight, every single person in the world who's, you know, obese or heavy set would be taking it and it would be, you know, <laughs> this magic pill, but there is no magic pill. I promise you there's no fix that's just going to help you lose 40 pounds in one month. And if it does, it is super unhealthy for you. You're not going to maintain it. Your body's going to be um, nutrient deficient. You need to do it the proper way. And yeah, of course, there's surgeries and things like that. I get that part. But I'm talking about just the natural way. Remember, even if you do get a surgery, it's still you're going to need to be patient. And you know, you're, it's going to take some progress. But I promise you it's worthwhile. It's not all about the destination, guys. It's about the journey. It's about the journey of getting there. You will be so proud of yourself. I can't even explain how proud of yourself you'll be when you reach that destination. But it won't be the destination that you're proud of. It'll be all of the hard and challenging moments you endured 
of over that period of time. Those small goals you you said that you were going to do is keeping the promises you made to yourself along the way, saying, meaning when you said you were going to do it, no matter what happened during that day, you got your butt up and you made sure that task got done. That is part of the journey. So I promise you guys, be patient. It's so worth it. You will get there as long as you keep the promises you make to yourself and you stay consistent by just winning the day. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, I think as well, like when you said breaking it down into little goals, that is so important because I think people do have that goal and they're like, God, that's so difficult. I can't do it. And you're like, okay, but what if you did this, this month and this next month? And okay. by the way, add six months to that goal. Don't be doing it in six weeks. It's not happening. And then you'll get there and you'll notice these differences. You've something to mark by by each time. Like, oh, I managed that. Oh, I managed that. And they're just like, instead of just seeing this end goal, how do I get there? Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll say this, like the lessons I learned through my two years of healing was greater than all the lessons I learned through the other probably close to eight to 10 years of my health journey before that without, you know, all the craziness, you know, and I'm telling you that the challenging moments in your life is where you get the greatest lessons, you know, um, you know, that's why I always tell people, I say, you know, the, the, the more adversity you're able to endure, the more success, the more um, brighter your future is because, you know, there's just so much um, value in the struggle, in the pain. And I'm not saying I hope nobody here ever has to go through cancer. But what I am saying is I know you're going through something really challenging in your life if you're watching this and you're like, I know I can overcome this. Um, I promise you when you do get to the other side, the lesson that you um, get out of it is far greater than any success that you're just gonna gonna reach yeah no absolutely um so when did you decide to become a transformational coach when did that happen or was it yeah. your journey or no yeah so that's another good question so um at the time and I still am too um I was a, a, a wellness instructor and a personal trainer and what a wellness instructor does is um basically I work for a company with around 400 employees and my whole entire objective is to create a healthy atmosphere for that company. So um, we did, we offered free personal training to our employees. We do health fairs. We do, um, we bring in like nutritionists and all these, you know, meditation people, everything, and just create a really fun, like Google like atmosphere for the company. It was really cool. And um, once I was, you know, recovered from cancer, I just, um, I remember, you know, I am faith-based. I don't push faith on anybody, but I just remember like praying and asking God, I was like, what is next? Like, I think a lot of us can or can attest to that when we go through something really challenging in life on the other end, it gives us a new perspective and it gives us like a feeling of a greater purpose and vision in life, almost like a second chance. That's what I felt like. I felt like I had a second chance and I'm like, what I'm doing right now is fulfilling, but what I feel God and what I have next is so much greater in store for me. So I said, what is next? So I started to look up YouTube videos of just like motivational videos, things like that. And I came across, it was really weird, but I came across this entrepreneur and his name, his name was Ed Milet and just a very um, positive entrepreneur. He was doing a podcast and it really caught my attention because it just said like broke to 400 million. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, it, you know, I'm like, okay, how did he do it? And it, it all the whole video had nothing to do about money and it had everything to do about all of the struggles he went through to get to where he was today. And I'm like, holy cow, like this put like a, a thought in my head of like, okay, how do I use all of the struggles I went through 
to then start helping other people. And the craziest part was, was him and another entrepreneur were starting this just mastermind group. They were just starting this group um, literally right after I was watching the podcast, like a month later. So I joined the group and I had no idea what I wanted to do. So what I ended up doing was I just joined the group and everybody's in the group. There's, you know, hundreds of people and they're like, well, what do you do? And what do you do? And I'm like, well, I don't know what I want to do, but here's my story. And this is where the power of a story comes into play. I started sharing my story to everybody and they're just like, what the heck? How like, are you not a speaker? Are you not a coach? Like, what are you not doing? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I've literally just recovered from this. They're like, okay, you need to try this and try that. So I tried speaking. Um, I loved it. I did speaking for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't really feel like constantly traveling, constantly going everywhere. And, and, you know, I'm like, I can use my time a little more wisely. So how can I make just as much of an impact but not having to travel. So then I started to look on the online space and I was like, okay, how can I do online, you know, coaching? And that is when I was like, all right, what is something that was super meaningful to me that I have knowledge in that I can help somebody else with? And this is what you should look at if you're trying to venture off and do something with your life. What do you have knowledge in? What is an experience that maybe you overcame that is meaningful to you that you think could help others? And they would want to give you something in return. And that was me saying, okay, how do I help other people? It doesn't have to be cancer, but how do I help other people transform their mind, transform their body, transform their diet, their nutrition, so that they can heal through whatever experience they've gone through. And I started a Facebook group. Um, Originally, it was with cancer patients and survivors. I grew that Facebook group to about 6,000 members in about a year. Incredible group, still have it. It's it's a very amazing group. If you have been impacted by cancer, I'd love to have you get into the group. And then I just started a group recently where we have a couple hundred members in it. Literally just started a couple of weeks ago. And that whole group has all been about transforming people's lives. Now I've been helping others um, before that group, but now I'm just like, I wanted to make it even more um, impactful. So how I really started was getting in front of the right people, sharing my story, and um, not being afraid to have an open conversation of where to go next. And I think, I always say this, you are the average of the five people you are around in life. And if you're around people who are constantly bringing you down, constantly thinking, oh, if I couldn't do this, why, you know, why, you know, why could Matt do this in life or why, you know, and it just drags you down. You have to be in front of positive people that are going to want to see you succeed, that are going to want to uplift you in life. And unfortunately, sometimes it might be the people that you thought were you, you were closest with family or friends that will drag you down a little bit because they just they some of them think that they're protecting you and the others are not to be mean but can be so selfish that if they can't see themselves they don't want to see you surpassing what they what they are already accomplishing in life and they don't care what it'll take they will drag you down have you you know there's nothing wrong with going out every once in a while but they'll want you to be drinking every weekend they'll want you to be you know constantly talking about glory days they'll be always gossiping about people you got to get out of that situation if that's what you're in right now if you want to make some massive changes in your life surround yourself with group a group of people or even just one person that's going to want to help you succeed and you're going to want to help them succeed as well that was the key to me figuring everything out actually that's uh, the dragging people down that's a really big thing over in Ireland we've like a little bit of a culture of begrudgery <laughs> so you know someone's doing well for that look at them they used to be grand but look at them now <laughs> yeah. it's it's crazy you know I, I think um 
if you just got to get out of that toxic situation, if you see people like, you know, and, and the worst part is a lot of times you don't even know because they're, they're talking behind your back a lot of times to so their friends or things like that. And they're like, Oh, look at, look at that person. Like they actually think they can do something bigger with their life. And it's like, you know, you'll, you'll read through it eventually, but if you do read through it, get out of that situation as quick as possible. Yeah. And the thing is as well, though, even if they're not saying about you, what are they saying about other people? Mm-hmm. It gives you a hint what they're going to be saying about you as well. You got it. 100%. Yeah. Um, something there. So people, when they, when clients come to you, what do they come for? Like initially? Yeah, I've helped people all around. So I've helped, I've helped cancer survivors who, um, have lost a lot of weight through chemotherapy or um, through surgeries, things like that. And I'm not a physical therapist. So I'm not somebody who's just going to help somebody who I, do not get me as a physical therapist. I did not go to school for that or anything like that. So I'm helping people who are at the stage where they're just ready to either gain weight, um, work through limiting beliefs or need help with um, certain nutrition because they feel like they, you know, they say that they eat well. And then I listen to them and I'm like, okay, there's a, you could be eating, first of all, you could be eating more. Second of all, that turkey sandwich that you're eating from the deli is not as healthy as you think it is. And, 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 you know, I just help them through those things. But for the most part, it's really um, helping they, they, when they come to me, they have a lot of limiting beliefs to start off with. I will say that the first thing I always work through, no matter who it is, I don't care if they seem like as positive as they can possibly be. I first tackle what are the hurdles that are not allowing you to reach your goals. A lot of the times it could be, um, you know, their own self-doubt. It could be procrastination, meaning um, I feel like I don't, uh, I don't have the time. So why even do it? So they're just procrastinating on what they, you know, thing, or I don't have the money to, to invest in a coach right now. So, you know, and I I always try to tell them, I'm like, listen, like if you're, there's a reason why you're, you know, you're so stressed or you're so constantly worried, or, you know, you're, you're not at the, the exact, um, area you want to be with your health. So I help them through that limiting belief. Then we start taking actionable steps towards creating a plan that is, is, you know, right for them, you know, something that is what they, um, you know, need more than just what they want, you know, and that's, I think a super important part. And, you know, I, I, I try to entail fun exercises. And of course, I'm not a person who's just like, you have to eat chicken, rice and broccoli every day. That'd be miserable. That'd be like the worst thing ever. So you have to have fun fun um, recipes and fun things to, to make them and um, hold them accountable. But on the other end of it, I also want to get them the results that they need. So the, it's, it's what they need, but creating a fun way to doing it. So um, that's basically when people come to me they they've overcome something challenging in their life. They're like, I'm ready to make a change in my life. Where do I go next? Cause a lot of the times the reason why pre- people are going to procrastinate as well is they, they have lack of clarity of where to go next. They don't have the knowledge to know what to do. So that's why our coach comes super in handy is you're literally skipping the whole process of hours on end, watching YouTube videos, um, watching, you know, trying to look at PDFs, trying to do all, read all these books when you can literally just ask a question and it will get answered directly towards how you want it. I understand you can ask a question to Google, but it's not going to directly answer the question like a, an actual coach will. A personal like one-to-one conversation or in a group setting or however it might be is so much more impactful than just typing into Google and looking up a YouTube video. It just is. And it's, it's going to help you too, because when you get on these calls or you meet with the person or however you want to do it, 
you're also holding them accountable. So they know that in a week time or two weeks time, when we go and revisit again, I'm going to be asking you, Hey, how did that, you know, work go? Or how did um, tracking your, your food go this week? Or, you know, did you get enough sleep, blah, blah, blah. They're going to know that and it's going to help hold them accountable. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the other thing as well is if you Google something like, say, for instance, you Google nutrition, you're going to get 10 different answers for the same question. And you don't know which one is best for you. Whereas when you're working a coach, they can get to know you. Like you said, you were like, how did tracking go next week? Oh, I got really stressed about it. It doesn't work for me. Okay, grand. Let's just try and get three meals a day in this week. You know what I mean? You can change it. Whereas if they pick one thing on Google, they, they feel like they have to stick to it, but it might be good for them. 100%. Yeah. And I love that you said that. Let's start with three meals a day. Basic. Yeah. You know, it's you can't cold turkey everything. You know, somebody who oh, smokes God, two yeah. cigarettes a day, that's the one percenters who can just quit. I've, I've never seen it. I know they're out there somewhere. You're crazy people. Good for you. I'm happy for you. But majority of people can't just like stop all their bad eating habits. Just start working out five days a week, you know, get eight hours of sleep, you know, hydrate and get a half a gallon of, of, of water, you know, um, it, it, you know, it's just, it doesn't happen like that, you know? So uh, I, I try to tell people, I go, start, start small, make those, like I was telling you before, how I was able to succeed, you know, the mm-hmm. lawn chair um, example, or the five pound dumbbells, or just slowly incorporating healthy foods one day at a time, you know, it's winning the day and all those daily wins turns into weekly and then eventually monthly. And then next thing you know, a year from now, you are a totally better version of yourself. Yeah, no, you're so right. Um, I find that gas well, especially because the time of year it is. It's January. So mm-hmm. you've been a personal trainer now that everybody's like, oh, I'm going to be fit. And yeah. then like February, they're like, this is hard. I don't like it anymore. It's It only takes two weeks, too, if that. You know, it's one it's one or two bad days and they're like, see you later. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is what a coach is for. We're here to hold you accountable. We don't want you. Do you want to be the same person you were last year? No, you clearly don't. You wouldn't have set a goal if you didn't. Like you wouldn't set a resolution or whatever it is. So are all the like transformation stuff as in like not you you say transformation coach, but like say six week transformations and stuff like that. Is that as big over in the States still? Huge. Well, it's a it's more marketing for everybody, you know, and it's like, oh, six weeks transformation, get, you know, get lose 20 pounds, blah, blah, blah. And it's like so specific numbers without even knowing who the person is, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. you know, can you lose it? Of course you can. I mean, like, yeah, is it possible? Is it honestly, is it probably a decent way to market? It is. I don't market it that way. It's just personally me, but there's a lot of people who do market it that way that go six weeks or six months. Now my coaching program doesn't tell like a three, a six month and a year package. Like, you know, there there's packages, but it doesn't mean that, oh, you're, you know, you're going to get the same results if you work three months compared to six or, or a year with me, you know, and, and I have to dial down and see where you're at with everything, you know, okay. lose 20 pounds in, in, in six weeks. Well, what if you're a hundred, you know, what if you're, you know, I, I, sorry, I can only go in pounds here, but oh, let's no, just fine. say you're a hundred, you could probably kind of do the math if you're listening here. Um, Say you're a hundred, 150 pounds, you don't need, and, you, and your goal is to, you know, eventually get to, you know, one, one, four or 135 or 130. It's not going to be as easy as someone who's, 300 pounds and is trying to get to 150 they're going to lose that 20 pounds in a week the other people to get to that 130 is going to take months because there's a certain plateau that you're going to have to fight through it's not that simple so every person is different and you have to kind of work through that and you have to see how your you know your client is so for me i don't like putting specific numbers on specific times like oh we're going to definitely do this now I would like to have somebody have a goal like, hey, six months from now, let's our goal is to to lose 20 or 30 pounds and let's do it the right way. And if we if we reach it before then, 
awesome. If we have some hiccups along the way, no worries. It might just take an extra month or two. Totally okay. Yeah, no, that's absolutely like brilliant way you're saying that as well. And like even say, for instance, it depends when you're saying someone lower, say like I would be in around 127, 130 pounds, I think. I can't lose 20 pounds. If I lose 20 pounds, there'll be none of me left. Like, right. <laughs> You know, like, and there are people who are going to these transformations who are slim and small and they want that because they think it'll make them look really lean, mm-hmm. but it won't. <laughs> yeah. And and you got to look, I mean, some people look at like these bodybuilders and stuff like that. And I'll tell you right now what they go through. Trust me, um, 99% of you don't want to have to go through that unless you're actually doing a show. You don't want to get to that four or five percent. It's not healthy, first of all. Um, it's very uh, it's almost unattainable. Um, you know, you're, you're basically doing strenuous amounts of, you know, um, lifting and cardio on top of a calorie deficit. And it's just really, really tough. So you want to be at a healthy weight. You want to feel good. You want to, you know, of course look good, but it's going to take just a little bit of time, you know? Yeah. Somebody such as yourself, you just want to be healthier. You probably don't need to lose any weight. You just are like, Hey, I just want to continue to maybe lean out. And I just want to continue to stay healthier version of myself. That's it. You know? And that's the, that's the power of having a coach of just helping you towards your actual needs and not just, Oh, six months transformation, lose 20 pounds. Yeah. yeah no I like the way as well you say you have three six in a year and you need at least that three months to actually start to make a mindset shift because even if it is just like say talking about fitness people don't realize how much of it is your mindset and it's not just oh you just lose weight and everything is perfect again you know yeah it, it is it, it's you, there are so many the true reason why you don't make progress in life is right up here. I'm telling you, you are making stories in your head, telling yourself you're not good enough, whether it's through other people funneling nonsense into your mind or your own limiting beliefs of I, I, I'm, I'm letting my past dictate who I am now and who I'm going to become in my future. Your past should never dictate. Your past should only be a lesson. I look at it this way. Don't let your past, the past can, if you constantly only worry about your past, it's going to cause a lot of depression in your life. If you're constantly always worrying about your future, it's going to cause a lot of anxiety in your life. So the only thing you should be doing is using your past for a lesson, using your present for 95% of your life, and then using your future to plan for how you want to become a better version of yourself. And that is where you will work through the limiting belief to um, really get to where you need to be in your life. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, what do you find are the biggest roadblocks your clients come come across? Yeah, number one, I would say is is they always say I don't have enough time. I would say, um, you know, oh, you know, I have I have kids, I have a, I have a, a job, you know, I I'm just so busy. And by the time I get home, I'm just worn out. I'm just beat up. I don't want to do anything. I I you know the, the and and that's just this vicious cycle. And I go. Listen, the the comfort you may feel in the time that you get to just lay around and watch Netflix, I promise you the regret of you not becoming the best version of yourself will outweigh that comfort at every single day. And there's a reason why you're you're coming to me. You know, if you, if you're not asking for a coach, you're not making goals or whatever, chances are not to be mean, you've kind of given up on yourself. But I know, this is what I tell my clients, that I know you came to me for a reason. I know that you are looking for a coach because you are sick and tired of being where you're at. So stop letting your time, stop letting your lack of energy. I promise you, if you start working out and you start eating healthier, your energy levels will start going up. 
And there's always time to find 45 minutes in your day to get some type of physical activity. I promise you, if you just look at your calendar and see, what am I doing? Yeah, okay, I work eight hours of my day. Okay, what are you doing the other 12 hours of your day? What are you doing for that? What are you doing or the other 16 hours of your day? What are you doing for the other 16 hours? Chances are, of course, you have to sleep. But then if you're watching Netflix or, you know, I got to take care of the kids or all that. Trust me, there's 45 minutes where you can find time for yourself. And if you can't, not to be mean, you have to, you should sit down and you really need to prioritize your life, in my opinion. You know, if you can't find 45 minutes, that's all I'm saying. And it doesn't even have to be every day. It could be three to four times a day. And as for, you know, and then it goes to, well, you know, I don't have time to cook and do all this stuff. You know, I'd rather you, if you really don't have time to cook and you're like, I'm so busy, I'd much rather you find a healthy meal prep program than going to McDonald's, going to Burger King, because that's the majority. That's what you're going to refer to is going there or find a healthy local um, food place. And I promise you the extra four or five dollars that you're spending on this food, this healthier quality food will make a massive difference in the long run so that when you're older, you don't have all these medical bills. You don't have a future where you can't spend with your, you know, your grandkids or your kids or you can't or a spouse or significant other. By the time you're 65 or 70, you know, you want to be able to still have a full life ahead of you. You know, a lot of people, especially if you have a job and you're planning on retiring around 60 or 65, I promise you, you don't want to get to that age and be like, oh, my gosh, I have to go to the doctor every single week because I have high blood pressure. My I'm a type two diabetic. I have my cholesterol levels through the roof. So I have to constantly get checked out. You do not want those problems. I promise you that. So instead, take care of your body now and focus on where you're at, whatever age you're at. It's the best time to start is today. And just eliminate the time excuse, eliminate the energy excuse, um, and just focus on where you go next. So that would be my, I would say the biggest thing I, I see from a lot of people. And then the money aspect, if you're trying to hire a coach, everyone's like, well, you know, um, th- that is probably the, one of the biggest reasons why um, they're hesitant to hire a coach. Well, you know, what if it doesn't work and I spent all this money on a coach? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. If you're, you know, you're working with me or you're working with Chrissy, I promise you, if you do the things we tell you and you actually follow through with them, you will get the results. I promise you that. The, the reason you may not get the results is you are saying you're doing something, but you're either half-assing it or you're not doing it at all. So yes. that is on you. So you, we're here to hold you accountable every week. We're here to help you when we can, when we're with you and we'll do our absolute best. But you have to remember any change in life ultimately starts with you no matter who it is you you could have the greatest coach of all time they still can't make you change you have to be the one to change so i promise you by spending that money it's going to be the best investment you ever spent because it's your health at the end of the day without your health nothing really matters you can have a million dollars 10 million dollars 100 million dollars in your bank account but if you if you get really sick one day because you didn't take care of yourself all that money doesn't mean anything to you. You will spend you will spend a hundred million dollars to heal yourself if that's what it took. Yeah. If that's what they said is I need a hundred million dollars and you have to heal, you're like, here it is. I don't care. Because without that, you have your life is meaningful. So you need to be able to take care of your health. Your health is so, so important. So that's why I say it's it's one of your most important investments that you can make in life. So yeah, no, absolutely. And the hard thing as well is like getting people to realize that because it's almost like until they're in that situation, they won't do anything about it. When you mm-hmm. could actually avoid the situation altogether. It's so true. Yeah, it is. And and that's the sad part is a lot of people will let themselves get to the situation to make the change. And that's why we're here explaining now, 
I promise you make the changes now. Yeah. You may, you may not have high blood pressure right now or cholesterol, or, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're not insulin resistant or things like that right now, but I promise you you're going down a bad road and you're constantly eating unhealthy foods. You're not doing any physical activity. You're in a road, you're on a road that you don't want to be on. You're on a path that is going to lead to a lot of complications in the, in the future. And I promise you, you're going to look back. And like I said before, the regret of you not taking care of your health is going to so far outweigh the comfort that you had of just sitting around and watching Netflix. You know, the best, you know, I feel when I get a good workout in, I feel like I had a great day of coaching and and working. Netflix is 10 times better than if I don't do things. I'll tell you right then. Me having Netflix and having one little, you know, cheat meal, like some popcorn or something, that, sh- that is a way better day than me not doing anything. So I'm not saying you can't do any of that stuff, but I'm telling you that it'll feel a lot more gratifying and a lot more, um, you know, just you'll be a lot more proud of yourself when you sit down and you're like, wow, okay, I deserve to watch Netflix right now. So yeah, I even find even when I have a shit workout at the end of it, I'm like, oh, at least I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's Absolutely. hard not to like feel good about it, even though you're like, oh, that wasn't what I, I could have done better, but I'm too tired or, you know. It's, yeah. it's Absolutely. And, and of course, there's also times where it's like, okay, you know, when you need to give yourself a rest too, mm-hmm. of course, but like there's days where you push through it as well. You know, the days like you, you push through it are possibly the, the days that are going to help you succeed the most. You may not have the progress, you know, technically that you're, you know, that you're looking for, but the, the mental fortitude and the strength you'll endure of the next time that you are, are thinking of, or possibly having an excuse to not quit or, or, or to not do the exercise, you'll look back at that moment and be like, Oh, okay. If I, if I was able to do it, then I can definitely do it now. And then there's of course days where you're just like, okay, I'm sick or I'm just, my body is depleted. Yeah. Give yourself some rest. Of course your body needs the rest, but you know, you know, when you're either making an excuse or you can still go to the, to the gym or go for a walk or whatever it is, or if your body really needs to take that rest, you know that. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. And this is kind of a slightly off topic question, but I'm really interested in like where you are, like, what's it like trying to eat healthy? Like, you know, trying to get fresh food and stuff like that. Is that like, it does become really expensive that way or is it like easily enough to acquire? Yeah. Especially the past couple of years with like inflation and stuff. Um, food prices here has been it goes up and up and up but um you know I mean you can still I, I I'll tell you right now um you know by me buying healthy foods such as lean proteins and vegetables and fruits yeah is it going to be a little more expensive than just getting you know microwavable foods and all that other junk yeah of course it, it will be a little bit more expensive but like I was telling you before the the long run of all of it by far is going to save you money by far is going to cut all the costs of any medical or um you know bills or or just like having a quality future ahead of you so trust me um spending the extra 20 or 30 dollars on quality healthy foods is one of the best investments you can ever make on yourself and for me um you know, I, I try to stick to here's my my basics are I stick to either a lean protein such as lean meats, lean fish, or I'll even do, um, you know, I'll do a protein powder or a protein bar if I'm on the run. And you know that helps me I try to get protein in all of my meals, even eggs is a great source of protein as well. And then when it comes to fats, I stick to healthy oils. So stay away from like canola oil, stay away from a lot of vegetable oils, because that's actually not really good for your gut health. What'd you say? <laughs> I don't think we have canola oil over here. Actually. Good, that's great. Yeah. You want to know why we're so? You want to know why the U.S. is so obese? Is because 
we they I don't uh, I don't want to get into that part, but I really don't trust a lot of our FDA food organization. They are they everywhere you go is colorful boxes and you know go to the go to come to the u.s and see the portion sizes you get compared oh, to I've seen it, I haven't been a long time, but yeah. go to mcdonald's they're like oh you want a large fry it's like up to here and it's just like you know there's a reason why we are probably one of the most be one of the most if not the most obese um country in the entire world because number one it's a lot of it is just unhealthy portion sizes it's unhealthy foods they trick you into thinking something's healthy they'll be like oh it's organic that the classic word organic of course i like it you know stick to try to stick to more organic vegetables and fruits but then you'll see boxes that say organic this or they'll say gluten-free or all these other things and it's like all they're trying to do is they're trying to have these big words to make you feel like it's healthier when really in the grand scheme of it, it's not, it's, it's, you have to stick to your basics. You stick to fruits, stick to vegetables, stick to health, healthy things that are on the outside, stick to the healthy things that are mostly on the outside of the grocery store. And then there's very few things, but there's a few things that you can get on the inside, such as like olive oil, um, I think the best food or the best oils to cook with is as avocado and coconut oil. I, I cook with olive oil. I hear it's it's not the best Then coconut and avocado is a little better, but still um, all three of them are healthy fats, um, you know, sticking to um, healthy carbs, such as, you know, um, berries and bananas and, and things like that stuff with a lot of micronutrients in it. Micronutrients are just your vitamins and um, also minerals and stuff like magnesium and, and things like that. Um, so Yes, that's what I would say if you're going to the grocery store. Stick to the outside mostly. Pick your fruits, your vegetables, healthy carbs. Um, ours, we have like our aisle starts with fruit and veg first, and then you come in, and then there's like I suppose. Um, one thing I do know is there's a lot more stricter rules in in Europe uh, than there is in America. So like I think in America they can bring an additive in and they have to prove it's bad before it's get taken out, but you have to prove it's good over here. So a lot of the additives, a lot of the dyes are already banned. Um yeah. so it's uh it's it is very strict. There is still quite a lot of fresh stuff, but there is like the the um meals as well, like you know, ready meals and stuff like that as mm-hmm. well. But um thankfully that's quite 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 available over here. Yeah, it's no yeah, it's nothing like it is probably in Ireland. I, I promise you that like here we have like what's called red, red 40, which is like literally like cause like massive complications it's found in like hot cheetos and um you know drinks like mountain dews and all that stuff and and, you know um it's funny because the ingredients are slightly different in certain countries you know um they 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 really don't in my opinion hmm, i'll just i'll just say one quick thing and that's it i truly believe that part of it is they are trying to get certain people um unhealthy so that that our pharmaceutical company can make a lot of money. I just do. It's sad. It's sad. And I never want to say that there's so much good in our medical staff and medical system, but there's also some really bad parts. And I, I really think that they know what they're doing. They know when they're, they're throwing out these cereals and telling in their, in their marketing, Oh, go eat frosted flakes. You're, you know, at a five-year-old, they'll handle it. They'll be fine. When really all it's doing is spiking their insulin, causing them at a, an age where it is so important to grow and, and be a healthy person and yet they're just feeding them junk food constantly, constantly. And then other people are just getting obese from portion size. And then guess what they have to do? They have to go get medicine from their doctors, which is increasing, you know, the pharmaceutical company's uh, revenue every single year. It's sad. 
Um, you could say whatever you want, but that is my personal opinion. And um, I, 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 I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of agree from everything I've heard about over there. Like, it's crazy to me that like they have ads for you know um medication stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. like we have basically like paracetamol ads over here. You know, um, yeah. there's like so many strict rules as well. Like you can only buy like one box of like twelve paracetamol at a time because if you take too much, it can damage your liver. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh in like here like it has to be it's not over the counter has to get a prescription from the doctor and stuff like that as well so it's all these um stricter rules um which I know aren't kind of there in the states as well it's not nope it really isn't there's obviously over the counter that you have to get to um but for the most part yeah it's so funny they'll show you an ad of like um they'll show you an ad of like uh, beer then they'll show you an ad of mcdonald's and then they'll literally show you a literally this is like right in a row they'll literally go miller light blah 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 then they'll go right into mcdonald's and they'll show a celebrity like you know this fit celebrity eating mcdonald's like they ever freaking eat mcdonald's and then right after that they're going to show you do you have type 2 diabetes here is <laughs> blah 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 and i'm like this is literally programming people to eat healthy uh, eat unhealthy drink unhealthy and then rely on the medical or pharmacy to keep them alive it's sad did i have to put any warnings in the ads or anything yeah that's like this big yeah we were right, right on there, right on there. and they do it for like three seconds at the very end when they have these really big like pictures or they'll have like a They'll, they'll show somebody like doing something crazy, like diving off a cliff because they're, they're healthy now and they don't have type two diabetes. So they can go and do adventurous stuff. So they'll show this adventurous person and everyone's intrigued on the adventurous person. And then right down below, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you know, whatever that the side effects or the, you know, you know, be cautious of this so that you don't get this or whatever. Yeah. We have like the small little things like for McDonald's, like eating part of a balanced diet and then all, all alcohol ads now have to say, enjoy responsibly yeah a lot of them do here too yeah i think they say enjoy responsibly or be careful um mostly it's for the driving part of it they don't really care about you know assuming if you're not driving but yeah that's basically what it is one thing i think is genius though is there's a lot of like non-alcoholic beers after coming out Mm -hmm. and they are sponsoring a lot of the sports events now as opposed to the beers I but like, that. you know, if you see Guinness zero zero or Heineken zero zero and you don't drink zero zero beer, you're not going to go, do you know what? I'll get a non-alcoholic. Go, Jesus, I love a Heineken. Yeah. And I'm just it, like, yeah. such smart marketing. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll say my absolute favorite beer is Guinness. So if I come to Ireland, I'm stout, not beer, Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> Guinness here is not like Guinness in Ireland. I'll tell you that. And, and I know how much I love it here. So I would love to try it there. So don't get me wrong. You can still drink and stuff, but like you were saying, drink responsibly and don't overdo it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'll enjoy, you know, a few, a few, uh, you know, pints or a couple of glasses of, of, of Guinness and, and I'm good. You know, I, I, I can feel good. I don't have a hangover the next day and I'm able to, you know, not have to do it every single week or, you know, two times a week. And, and, you know, it, it really depends, you know, if, if this is something that's controlling your life, then I would say never drink it. But oh, yeah. um, I guess what I, all I am trying to say is it's not that you can never have like, you know, a, a fun tree or you can't have some alcohol. I'm not trying to say any of that stuff. What I am saying is don't rely on that and don't let, you know, especially if you're in the U.S., don't let the, you know, these commercials or, you know, these, you know, end organizations fool you. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, like, I would drink like I'm currently doing dry January because I do that every year but like 
it is um there is a bit of a culture a very big drinking and pub culture in Ireland um which has kind of it's kind of not great they're trying to like not stamp it out but they're trying to stop people drinking so much and putting minimum pricing and alcohol and stuff like that but it's not really working it won't work yeah um but yeah like that is a big thing over here like you know even people who are like oh I don't really drink that much but like I have at least like two glasses of wine every day you're like <laughs> yeah every day kid's gonna compound I promise yeah. you um, absolutely yeah it's crazy I was just interested to hear about all that stuff like just hearing it from someone who's actually in the states because like I read about it and stuff like that but I like to hear the actual what it's like you know it's all true I promise you and they'll <laughs> even hide some of that stuff there's going to be stuff that you won't ever get to see because the U.S. doesn't want people to know like you know that you know they're doing these things they really don't you know don't get me wrong too U.S. has a lot of incredible things that you know they um you know that can create a healthy atmosphere and, and also things that are good about our, our country too. I'm not just knocking our country down, but I am when it comes to the food and, and when it comes to promoting things, they, you never really see a healthy food promotion very much at all. So. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought was interesting, you said earlier, you're like a wellness instructor or something in, in a bit, in a company. That's something that we don't have over here. And um, mm. they're starting to bring in like wellness weeks or, you know, where they try to get people involved in, some exercise or like they might get them to yoga or something like that or get the odd talk but like someone yep. dedicated to that is very uncommon over here yeah it's i'm telling you productivity level goes up in your company sick days go down in your company um you know uh culture is mm-hmm. in, when it comes to a company to culture is almost everything culture starts to come together people start interacting more with each other because you're doing group activities um and word of mouth people start to talk more about your company because it's they feel like they're not just a number. They feel like they're part of something bigger that we actually care about them and we want to take care of them in so many other ways. So they're going to refer to you as like, wow, did you see this company that's doing all of these incredible things mm-hmm. on top of you getting to be an employee benefit you're getting? And that right there too, I mean, that people underestimate it. And I think it's it's going to be one of the, in the next 10 years, you're going to see countries all over the world, their businesses doing stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely something that's on the rise. I thought you were saying the group activities, uh, that's something funny. Like you'll always have that in like Irish companies. So it's like you know if you have to do those things where you introduce yourself and stuff like that, everyone hates them. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, yep. don't make me do it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> right? Yeah, you don't you don't have to introduce yourself in my company. We don't we don't do it to where like oh it's a big group and you have to introduce yourself and all that. Like, don't you? Yeah, yeah, right. No, yeah, it's nothing like that. It's like more or less like if you want to be like in a court, like we do what's called corporate challenges, basically, and we allow all of our employees and it's just like a step challenge, um, getting in like 10,000 steps throughout the day or getting in um, when we do like a check like this year for January, we're going to do like a checklist. So you have your physical fitness, you have um, your mindset, you have your nutrition, and then you also have your financial um, aspect of it. So those are like our four pillars of wellness. And there's categories in each of them. And it's basically a checklist for our employees to go through each week. And if they get certain amount of checks, uh, or if they check off certain amount of boxes, they enter in for a raffle for prizes. And you can win really cool prizes such as Amazon gift cards, things like that. And at the end, the top three get some really cool prizes. We've given out Garmin watches, we've given out, um, you know, um, Apple earpods, we've given out like really cool things that just help you live a healthier uh, lifestyle. We've given out free pairs of shoes, you name it. So yeah, no, that's really good because like obviously you'll you'll get the competitive people who get into a cause of it, and then after that they're like, actually, maybe I'll keep doing this. Yeah, it's great. So keeps you accountable. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Um, I think that is everything I have to ask you. Um, awesome. before you go, can you tell everyone where they can find you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to my website, you can find me everywhere on there. So it's M-A, or no, sorry, I was thinking of my email. So it's Matt Odie, M-A-T-T-O-D-E, speaks.com. So if you just go there, I'll have all my social media. I have my Instagram. I have TikTok. I have, I'm on uh, Facebook. If you're looking to join a Facebook group, especially the the um, the health um, transformational Facebook group, I'd love to have you uh, join. You can just click on the Facebook icon um, and send me a direct message. Say, hey, Matt, you know, I, I saw you through Christy's podcast. I'd love to have you join the group. I'll be happy to get you in. Um, but it's mattodspeaks.com. Dot com. Um, if you are looking ever for a speaker or anything, um, you know, you can reach out to me there too. So uh, yeah, that's, that's where everyone can find me. Brilliant. Deadly. And uh, for guys, you can find me on Instagram. It's Chris TH Fitness or my other Instagram, which is uh, at strong the saddle with an underscore. And then I'm on TikTok at strong the saddle there as well. And also my website is www.chrissyhawkins.com. I just want to say thanks again for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Chrissy. I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, you know, your community got some value from this. So. I really do appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. So if you please could help me with the algorithm and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And even, you know, if you want to reach out and suggest topics for me, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Drop me a DM on Instagram or TikTok. And thanks again for listening. Thank you.